Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again for my team selector ahead of Sunday's game against Everton in the Premier League at Goodison Park. One positive, I guess, and this really isn't a positive because it shows how bad Chelsea are. I actually don't mind Chelsea games on a Sunday because it doesn't ruin my whole weekend. If it was on a Friday night, if it was Saturday 12.30, which we've had this season and lost, you know, it really dampens the mood for the rest of your weekend. At least I know that Chelsea cannot ruin my mood to about 2, 3 p.m. On, on a Sunday where most of the weekend has gone. So I guess maybe that's one positive. I can enjoy the final episode of the 60th anniversary Doc 2 specials tomorrow. Good that Christmas is around the corner. I mean, I'm trying to give you some copium because to be honest, guys, I'm, I'm not that optimistic about Sunday and I don't think I'm being hyperbolic or unreasonable for, for taking that approach based on what we saw on Wednesday, based on the fact that Chelsea have lost their last two away Premier League games in bad fashion. And of course, the history, recent history at Goodison Park is also pretty depressing. The weird thing is the last time we were at Goodison Park, we actually won, but that was way, way, way back at the start of last season when Thomas Tuchel was still in charge. So I'm not confident. I'll get into why there are statistical reasons why I think there is just fear in terms of what Chelsea we're going to get so in this preview we're going to look at Everton as we always do we're going to react to Mauricio Pochettino's press conference and what he had to say before this game injury news and then I'll give you my predicted lineup if you're new around here please do hit the subscribe button free to do it really helps out the channel we're trying to get it bigger and better and trust me 2024 I'm actually despite what's going on with Chelsea being inconsistent and stuff we've been talking about frustrations I am really excited for sign of Chelsea in 2024 because we've got so much content coming up we've got new shows so much stuff that I'm excited to launch so definitely make sure you're subscribed to the channel and subscribe to the podcast feed so you don't miss any of that content coming up in the new year so let's start off as we always do in these previews with Mauricio Pochettino's press conference. I have to say, I do credit Poch that he did very much back up the supporters who booed uh, at the full-time whistle at Old Trafford. He reflected that, you know, supporters basically paying their money, they're able to do that, and it's their emotions. I think that's a, that's a smart comment. You know, I didn't expect he was going to come out and blast the fans. I don't think he's that type of character. And, and given what he said, and given the type of character he is, already in, in his beliefs around football. I think he understands in first few interviews, he understands how important that connection is between supporters and the players. But I think the key bit of information that has kind of been floating around in recent days and also just in terms of recent press conferences and for the rest of this year, which isn't very long now, Christopher Nkunku and Romeo Lavia. 
When asked about Christopher Nkunku, he said they're still assessing day by day. See tomorrow. I don't believe that he will be involved against Everton, but we will need to assess day by day. We see also Malo Gusto, but apart from that, no. Chelsea continue to do this regular thing where before the, the pre-match press conference, they release kind of an injury list in terms of where players are going about their rehabilitation. In terms of Malo Gusto, there's actually a little bit of difference, as Chelsea, you pointed out, between what... Mauricio Pochettino had to say about Gusto's situation and what the club website had to say. So we will see on Gusto. We really need him back, especially of Reese James' problems at the moment. So hopefully he can recover soon. In terms of Nkunku, I put up a poll before recording this show regarding what you think about Nkunku and whether you think we will see him before the end of this year. And at the time of recording, Yes, so people are optimistic by 55%, but 45% of you say no. It's it's one of those things where I'm trying to be optimistic we will see him, and this is not the case that I want to see him thrown out there at full speed and then potentially has a setback, right? Because this is an important player that we want to see play a major role in the second half of this season. But at the same time, it's just a little bit irritating and, and actually concerning with our wider injury problems that I spoke about in yesterday's show of these players seemingly close but then maybe getting a setback or just the the sense of confusion around the injury situation has been something that has been growing this season and, and has concerned us and in the case of Lavia I mean it's easy to forget we even have Romeo Lavia because we haven't seen him at all this season and again will we see him before the end of this year I'm not entirely sure because each time we get to a press conference it actually sounds a little bit negative regarding these players but hopefully we have a full week now after this game until Sheffield United and then we have the Newcastle Cup game. So maybe, just maybe, we will see them at the bridge for either of those games. But let's talk about some of these horrendous stats regarding Everton. It's quite ironic we come up against Everton at this point because they had this amazing win against Newcastle on, on Thursday night that was had Goodison Park rocking. They convincingly beat Newcastle, who of course convincingly beat Chelsea recently and have beaten Man United as well. Scott Hayter brought up this point. And just if you didn't think Chelsea's 2023 was tragic enough, this stat right here is the most damning. Of the 17 teams to have played Premier League football since January the 1st, 2023, Chelsea are officially now bottom of the league. And I know several other reporters have been pointing this out. If it wasn't for the Everton points deduction that happened last month, Everton would be above us in the Premier League table. Now, to some that may not be surprising, I think generally we will have to look in horror at that number because Everton had to, and in the last two seasons, they have been so close to getting relegated to the Championship. And the fact that Chelsea, comparably in terms of numbers so far this season and also this year, are anywhere close to Everton is a disgrace. There's no two ways about it. We, there's no point trying to sort of dress it up as progress or progression or long-term building. We should not be anywhere close to the shambles that is Everton Football Club with everything in terms of the fear of relegation, points deduction, the change in head coaches, the feeling of disconnect, the fact that they are having that joy at the moment and go into this game clearly with a lot of momentum after recent results. And, you know, looking at what Sean Dyche has done, Sean Dyche once again proving how accomplished a Premier League head coach he is, being able to take this Everton side. And all right, I think a few months ago, they had a real big injury crisis and maybe there was a fear that they were going to be in a, a dire situation once again. 
But the way he's been able to reconfigure things, get some of those key players back. And their recent form tells the story of a team very much moving in a positive direction in comparison to, you know, to where they were at the start of 2023. They've won three of their last five Premier League games. They, of course, won emphatically against Newcastle at home. They beat Nottingham Forest. They did lose to Man United, but they have also beaten Crystal Palace away from home. So there is a lot for... I think for Sean Dyche and for Everton to feel positive about in terms of their formation, in terms of some of the key performers within this. I think Abdoulaye Decoré is a real threat. I think he always has been, but the way he's played a more advanced role for Sean Dyche and very much giving them an attacking threat. You know, I look at the way Scott McTominay was easily able to dominate Chelsea and I'm thinking that Decoré could have a similar treat basically against Chelsea, an early Christmas treat on Sunday because he really does um, impact games. His physicality, but his, his ability to run from deep and very much link up with the forward players, whether that be Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, Dwight McNeil. I, I really do think that Decore is, is one of those players I'm looking at um, as a potential threat. And, you know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, Chelsea's inability to defend crosses into the box, whether that be from a set piece or just in open play. We saw that again at Old Trafford. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has dominated Chelsea's defence before. So again, there is the sense of just general atmosphere around Chelsea what you're going to get the lack of uh, clear planning consistent performances defending set pieces in the air being dominated these are all things that should fill you with dread going to a place like Goodison Park and uh, Chelsea have been exposed in that aspect before so for me going into this game injuries still make it uh, problematic in terms of you want to have more rotation but I don't trust some of those players that did come in the other night so I think that, that for me, there are key positions where I was tossing and turning over who would I personally put in. In terms of the goalkeeper, I mean, Robert Sanchez has made a lot of errors. He really has. Do I think that Petrovic is going to come in? I just I just can't see it happening until a cup game. And I really, I, I thought it may have happened a few weeks ago. The fact that Petrovic hasn't been close to a starting spot or had any cameo so far is something that means that Sanchez, I think, will keep his spot. Sanchez is a weird goalkeeper. He is making some big saves for Chelsea, but then very much letting us down with the amount of times he gives the ball away. So, you know, it, it's not the case that Sanchez is doing nothing right, but he still is a liability. And whether he can iron those things out, it's a real concern because we're not seeing it. And he was dreadful with the ball at his feet the other night. And you feel like Everton and that Goodison Park crowd will want to very much capitalise on that again. But I think Pochettino will stick with Robert Sanchez. The back four... I'd just rather have Reese James, even a half-fit Reese James, over Mark Kukurea because Kukurea was absolutely dreadful the other night. And I don't think he was helped by Raheem Sterling, to be honest. But still, I thought Kukurea, simply, especially for that first goal, his positioning for the first Scott McTominay goal was absolutely dreadful for a fullback. He was going into a central role when he could have stayed out wide, maybe provided cover, maybe stopped the cross coming in. Just tragic. So, Reese James, um, we hope that you can get through this game at least and then maybe hopefully have Gusto back in a week or so. It's it's something that I, I, I am concerned about. But, you know, James is the captain. He's got to be playing and hopefully he can push through. You know, it was only recently he was saying he was in the best shape of his life. So, because he wasn't played um, the entirety of the Man United game, hopefully he can start this one. Thiago Silva, this is another poll I put up whether you think Thiago Silva should be dropped. This is a conversation that's kind of been ongoing since the start of this season. And at the time of recording, 
no actually is is winning at the moment 56 percent of you say no 44 percent of you say yes i'm of the belief that it's a yes i i think that um silver needs to be dropped i think part of it is to do with physicality but part of it is just to do general performance i, I you know i i don't think silver is is adding the maturity the composure that chelsea need at the current point i'm not just saying that because of the mistake against Newcastle look at the number of times the ball went into the box and we were unable to clear it or a Newcastle head was was free in that aspect Thiago made a big challenge late on against Brighton I think he needs to be credited with that defense but I personally just looking at the the likes of Decore, the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, the threats that a Sean Dyche team are going to give to this Chelsea defence. I would rather have Axel Dezassi and Benoit Badia-Shill returning to this first team, returning to the defence. I thought Dezassi, just generally, you know, the whole Chelsea team had their worst performance of the season on Wednesday, but Dezassi and, and Badia-Shill to me still make a better back too. I know there are a lot of people calling for Levi to play in this central defence. I think the problem is, after what Ian Matson done on social media recently, and just his general lack of playing time for Mauricio Pochettino, I don't think he's getting anywhere close to this team. So I think Levi will once again play at left-back. Again, I don't think that's the worst thing, but I know there's a preference for him to play in that back too. But that may be something we don't see, unless you are sticking with Marco Correa, but I just don't trust Correa either. So I've... I gave a lot of, also I, I have to say this as well in balance and this is how concerning this team is at the moment I did give a lot of um, criticism not credit he didn't deserve any credit for Levi's just embarrassing fall in in the build-up to Scott McTominay's goal uh, the winning goal simply atrocious defending and I expect a lot better from Levi and I hope he's learned from that moment because it's just it's not what I expect from a Chelsea defender it was, I think, a selfish moment. I don't think it helped his team. It, it cost his team dearly that night from at least getting a point. So he needs to be a lot better. And he's going to be tested once again in those type of situations, I think, against Everton. Midford free, Casado, Fernandez, Gallagher. Great to have Gallagher back. I do want to point out that I think Casado isn't playing as badly as people point out. I think if you look back at some of the clips against Man United, the way, especially in that second half, he was having to do a lot of work down the flank to try and stop the threat that was consistently coming down that left side from Garnacho. And uh, I think Casado isn't as tragic as maybe some would like to to point out. I would actually give more criticism to Fernandez in terms of his ability on the ball to control games. He he isn't doing it as much as I want to, but I think the bringing back Conor Gallagher is massive. You know, we know how much Gallagher threads things together. He's very much a connector within this team, and also on the front foot, being able to press and and harry the opposition. So I think it's big that Gallagher is back for an intense game like this, where Chelsea simply need to turn up. They just have to turn up. Then the front three, um, I am making changes here. So Cole Palmer, obviously starting, I'd start him on the right. So then on the right side, we have that Reese and Palmer combo. And then also, uh, I think Palmer's better, very much tracking back, but then also from a creative aspect, if you've got Gallagher, Palmer pushing up, I think that's going to make a, a big a bit of difference. And I think Armando Breuer, I would like to see him finally start a game. Um, I, it's a bit of a shame because of so many injury problems he's had so far this season that we haven't seen more of Armando. But I think this is a perfect time to uh, bring him back into the team. Again, I don't think Nicholas Jackson has been absolutely atrocious. I think in the case of that chance that everyone was pointing out, Raheem Sterling, I thought, was more to blame there with not setting his striker up with a better... He, Sterling could have run on there and I think effectively... Jackson could have had a tap-in. But I do think Breuer, from a physical point of view, deserves a chance in this first team, especially with Nkunku still awaiting his return. 
and Raheem Sterling on the left. But to be honest, I think it's a flip of a coin. I could see many people wanting uh, Mikhailo Mudrik here. Mikhailo Mudrik did have a bad performance um, on Wednesday. I think he did um, in terms of just his decision making. I thought it was atrocious. I, you know, and, and to be fair, you could accuse Sterling of the same thing. I'm just going with Sterling because I think his output has been better than Mikhailo Mudrik so far this season. But that isn't to say based on what happened on Wednesday, either of them were significantly better than the other. That's obviously silly. I think both had massive flaws. Um, but I just think Pochettino as well will go with Raheem Sterling. And on the left... Um, hopefully he can do a lot more in terms of finishing chances if he's on the end of them rather than creating on the right. So that's my team. But I know a lot of people would disagree because after Wednesday's performance, after all of the reaction, which I don't think all of it was outrageous, there is a lack of trust with this team. And I think the performances so far, or at least the results so far this season, have, have told you and justified not having a lot of trust in this team. And I would just like to think that Chelsea can go out there and put a performance similar to what we saw against Brighton, similar to what we saw against Manchester City, similar to what we have seen against better quality opposition. The problem is against Everton, I think it is going to be a slog. It is going to be a more physical game. It isn't going to be against a team that are going to press you as technically as, say, Brighton are. It is going to require a bit of steel, a bit of metal for Chelsea to get through this. And unfortunately, we haven't seen a lot of evidence that this team... this team can do that but I really hope I'm a Chelsea fan so I want Chelsea to win games I want to be happy on this show talking about Chelsea so please Chelsea win on Sunday but I can't say I'm overly optimistic are you optimistic are you not let me know your thoughts in the comments below follow me across the socials at Son of Chelsea and I'll see you again very soon all the best Sports Social Podcast Network